All right, so tonight, obviously, we got a sound system. How about that? I got, uh, got some feedback last week that there was some that couldn't hear that sat way over there. So can you hear me in the back, Red? Am I good? Okay, cool. Now, I tell you, I'm going to have to get used to this wire right here and this thing up by my face because they told me if I pull it out here, you're not going to be able to I have to keep it right there, like almost on my chin, you guys. Isn't that crazy? How would you like to speak in this mic, Phoenix? Would you like to come up here? You want to sing for us? Okay. Hey, listen, tonight's message is going to be just a little bit different than what we've been doing the last few weeks. You know, I had actually planned to have a completely different message for tonight, but God had other plans. How many of you have had that happen where God just messes up your plans, huh? Yeah, he sure did. So Lord willing, I'll speak next week what I had prepared for tonight. So um, I want to begin tonight just by asking a few questions. Have you ever felt left behind? unimportant, marginalized, slandered, persecuted, or like you're on an island all by yourself. Anybody felt like that? Yeah. You see, that's what it can feel like sometimes in this world as a Christ follower. The word that comes to mind to me when I think about all of those things is remnant. The dictionary defines the term remnant as something that is left over from a larger original piece or an amount. It's something that remains. A remnant is usually a small part, or it's a small surviving group. From a biblical perspective, God's remnant is his people. It's those who are faithful to him, no matter how much opposition that they face, or the kind of hardship that they endure. You know, there are a number of examples in the Bible that God He saves a a remnant people from. I mean, there's a lot of different examples like that. And um, one of the first is just in the story of Noah. When God judged the whole earth for its sin, he preserved the lives of Noah and his family. They were a remnant. They were set apart for God himself to restore new life on earth. God preserved a remnant for himself when he put Joseph in charge of all of Egypt when uh, they were needing food, right, in the land. And Joseph had asked them to store all the food up for him uh, because of the great famine that was coming. That was a remnant. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah was very weary because he believed that he was the only faithful remaining prophet alive. But God reassured him that he was not alone, that there were 7,000 others in Israel who had not bowed down to Baal. You know, we can read in Scripture over and over again that God always reserves a remnant people for himself. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 5 that there is also at the present time a remnant chosen by grace. You know, that rules out any sort of human effort towards salvation. We are saved by grace. It's not by works. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 make that very clear. It says, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. You see, grace is God's unmerited favor. That means it's undeserved. And he has reserved this for his faithful remnant people. You know, I love what Marissa Armerding posted recently in the band app on our Family Fellowship page. Josh, I was real proud of your wife for posting this the other day. It was a daily devotional from Pastor David Wilkerson. I love Pastor David. He brings some heat 
when he's speaking. And uh, I'm going to share with you just a few things about what he talked about in this devotional. I'm also going to talk about, kind of weave in what I believe God's laid on my heart for tonight as I do that. And what I'm about to share are three defining characteristics of God's remnant people. Number one, God's remnant have an unchangeable commitment to cling to the Lord. That means they're sold out. They are all in. They're fully devoted, faith-filled followers of Jesus. They do not compromise in the face of evil or, or the culture. They do not waver. They do not give up. Their commitment is to the Lord, right? And that's their life. It's all about that. Pastor David says, every remnant believer has made a single-minded choice to swim against the tide of evil. This means as a remnant people, we make a commitment that we will not bow down to evil. We will not give in to evil. We will not entertain evil. We will not tolerate evil, and we will hate evil. It's a commitment like Joshua made when he told the Israelites in Joshua chapter 24. He said, fear the Lord and worship in sincerity and truth. He was telling them, stop worshiping all those other gods. And he was talking about all those other gods with a little G, right? There's only one God, and he has a big G. And that's what Joshua was telling him. And he gets down to the point where he says here in verse 15, he says, listen, you guys need to make a choice. You either pick the God, the only God there is, or you continue to serve your little gods. And then he says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That is a declaration of war right there, right? That's saying to the enemy down there, uh-uh, I don't care what you bring to me, I'm serving the Lord. I love that about Joshua. A remnant people will swim against the current of the world because they belong to the Lord. We are his remnant people. We are not citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven. That's our real home. So we are in this world right now, but we're not of the world because we are called to be holy. That means to be set apart, to be God's remnant people. As God's remnant people, we will have an unchangeable commitment to cling to the Lord. Isn't Piper cute? She's just adorable, man. You got to love her. Come on. She does, if that doesn't make you smile. So listen. That means we are to be serious about our relationship with the Lord. And we live in the fear of the Lord. Now, that might be a new term from some of you guys. You might like, what? Fear of the Lord? That is not a subject that's really spoken about in many churches today, unfortunately. It's not, but it should be. The fear of the Lord. Let me just sum up what the fear of the Lord is. It's reverence that results in obedience. King Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Now, he's talking about summing up the entire book of Ecclesiastes right here in this one statement that I'm about to share. It's in the second to the last verse of the last chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. So he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. As God's remnant people, it's the whole duty of man to fear God and keep his commandments. It's the fear of the Lord that drives us to Jesus. 
It's not a kind of fear that causes you to run away and cower. No, the fear of the Lord drives you to Jesus. It's the fear of the Lord that guards us and keeps us away from sin. So we're in the process of becoming holy because our God is holy. We cling to the Lord Jesus because it was his precious blood that redeemed us from a life apart from him in hell. And we do all of that by living in the fear of the Lord. That's the key to being God's remnant people. So the first characteristic of God's remnant is to have an unchangeable commitment to cling to the Lord. The second characteristic of God's remnant is to have an unwavering desire to make disciples. The Lord made it very clear in the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28 that we are to go into all the world and make disciples. That means we are to be mission-minded with a sense of urgency to make disciples. Now listen to me. It's not about winning souls, despite what you hear. It is not about going out and trying to win souls. We simply are to sow the seeds of truth into the hearts of people. That is a remnant responsibility. The Holy Spirit is the one with the power to win souls and save people. John 6, says that no man can come unto the Father except the Holy Spirit who draws him. Now listen, once they're saved, once that soul is saved, a remnant person's responsibility now is to make a disciple. It's to make a disciple. Unfortunately, many people, right, they focus on self rather than on others. But God does not ask us just to be consumers of the things of the world. We are to be contributors to the world around us. So we teach disciples how they are to rightly live before the Lord. But how to live won't matter at all if it's not rooted, shaped, and motivated, motivated by the Word of God. So a remnant people have an unwavering desire to make disciples by firmly planting them in the Word of God. You can't make a disciple without the Word of God. That is, I mean, that's our go-to, is His Word. The third characteristic of God's remnant is to have a reliance on hope. This hope is knowing that one day there will be a deliverance from evil. Soon Jesus will return, and every kind of evil will come unto an immediate and decisive end. Man, I can't wait for that day. I'm like, Jesus, please come right now. Come right now. One day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. God's remnant do not lose hope. Because our God is the God of hope, right? Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And because of that hope, we remain in Jesus. That's a key thing right there. We remain in Jesus. And Jesus says this in John chapter 15, verses 5 and 6. He says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Listen, that's the very definition of a remnant, something that remains. God's remnant remains in Jesus no matter what. No matter what the enemy does, no matter what happens in this life, God's remnant endures through everything because of their reliance on hope. So I wonder, do these three characteristics of a remnant define you? Do you have an unchangeable commitment to cling to the Lord? Do you have an unwavering desire to make disciples? 
And do you have a reliance on hope? So listen, I told you that tonight was going to be a little bit different. So I'm going to ask that my hot smoking wife come right here to the front. She loves it when I say that, don't you? Come on up here, beautiful. Okay, so we want to, do I really have to touch my chin with it? Okay. Hi. Um, so we're so glad all of you are here. And um, some of you know the situation that's been going on, and some of you don't. And uh, over the last couple of months, we've had some major changes. And we've been really particular to say every time when we've come here, we don't want to slander. We don't want to gossip. We don't want to speak ill of anyone. We love um, Cross Point Church and all of the people there. But over the last couple months, we've been praying and asking God for um, resolution and uh, things to work out. And God has said there's something different. And all along, we, we started doing this group and we're like, okay, well, this is different. And last week it rained. And just after one, one thing after another, um, just like Ian talked about, uh, well, I won't say that yet because that'll spoil something. But um, every week we keep growing. I mean, this week we're a little bit smaller than we were last week because we have some families gone, but we have a lot of new people here, so that's awesome. But God has really pressed an idea and a dream on our heart, and we wanted to kind of share that with you tonight. And so um, even though there's been hardship and challenges, God has been blessing us and blessing this group and showing favor. And every single day, there's another thing that just says, I've got something different. And so today, Ian is going to show we are um, working on planting a church. And it is called The Remnant. Jesus, family, and fellowship. We want to pull up um, some of our core um, people that have been working with us, Ken and Mary, Janet and David, Carrie and Steve. You guys, come on up. Now, whether you go to Cross Point, whether you go to a Baptist church, whether you come here, whether you go to all sorts of places, it doesn't matter because we are all the family of God. And it doesn't matter if you go um, to one place on Sunday and somewhere else on Wednesday. It just doesn't matter because when we get to heaven, there is no sections. Sections are stupid. It is all one family and one Jesus, and there's not going to be a section to say, oh, you met at TJ's, oh, you met somewhere else. It's all one place. So we're hoping, we're going to kind of share a little vision and then uh, do one more song. And if you will pray with us, even if this is not something you're interested in going forward with us as we move into this massive thing, if you will pray with us, if you will beg God that he will close every door if it's not of him. Um, So we, we just showed this. And we will let you know that we have been contacted this week. Um, Actually, I will say about two and a half or three years ago when we were talking about doing a group out at Teresa's, Ian and I came up with this name. And we started driving past a building all the time. And we were like, oh, wouldn't that make a great church? Oh, wouldn't that make a great church? And I called and they're like, nope, we've got something else coming in there. And she called me two days ago and said, that all fell through. The owners would love to put you in there now. It's a massive it's a massive undertaking. Will it work? Will it not? It doesn't matter. The thing that we want to do is hold the building loosely in our hands because it's a building and we're the body. The building is not important. Jesus didn't need a building. He just needed the body. And so we want to pray together. If you will pray for um, 
kind of our core team here, here in a moment, and then we're going to sing a song. But also, we want to let you know, if this is something you're interested in, if you want to be part of the founding families that begin to go through and build this church so that we can minister to the lost in this city and beyond, then we want you to be a part of that. So I'm going to let Ian, um, will you introduce all of our, these, these people have kind of just been a, come alongside us. We've been praying and fasting. Everybody's really hungry today. And um, we're going we're gonna to pray, and he's going to let you know who they are, introduce for those that don't know. And then we're going to sing a song together because uh, the only one that can make this miracle happen is Jesus. Well, thank you, honey. You're the real preacher here, huh? All right, so we've got Ken and Mary Thompson here. Love them both. We've got Steve and Carrie right here. McMahon. And David. David and Janet. Let's do David and Janet again. David and Janet. Stephanie, you're welcome to come up here and join us. Okay. It's all good. Hey, um, this is a, an amazing thing that God is doing, and what we want to do is just be faithful. We don't want to get ahead of God. We don't want to get behind him. We just want to walk by faith and take that next step that he's calling us to take because it's going to take a God-sized miracle to make this happen. And so we appreciate your prayers, as my wife said, and we're just going to lean in and pray right now, and then we're going to sing this song that I'm sure all of you are familiar with. All right, so let's pray. Father God, we know that you can move the mountains. And so, Lord, we just come before you right now, and we pray that if it is your will to start this new work, the remnant, I pray, Jesus, that you would open the windows of heaven and that you pour out blessings so much so that we don't even have room to receive it, Lord. You know what's needed here. You know the building, the resources, all of it. And I, I, it's, it's, nothing is too big for you. So we love you, Lord. We just pray that you would guide us, give us discernment, help us, Jesus, to just um, focus on you, always keeping you at the forefront of everything. Because it doesn't matter. If you're not in it, I don't want any part of it. And as my wife said, Lord, just close the doors that we don't need to go down. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. I worship you. You 
Oh, that is who you are. 